0: Whether you are looking for a space to host an intimate gathering or a major celebration, the Westmoreland Museum of American Art offers an artful venue for creating a truly amazing and unforgettable event experience. Don't miss the Bridal and Event Showcase at the museum this Sunday, May 21st from 6 to 9 p.m. Meet a variety of vendors, including florists, caterers, bakeries, jewelers, entertainers, and more. To register for this free event, visit Westmoreland.org.
1: Hey folks, Dr. Tim Jordan here. Welcome back to a new episode of Raising Daughters. And I appreciate you coming by here every week or two where I put out these podcasts. And I like to talk about lots of different kinds of topics that that parents are facing with their daughters. And today we have a very specific topic. And because of that, I have three guests here in my little studio downstairs in my office room. And these are three women who are just about ready to leave for college, their first year of college. So I thought it would be interesting to interview them and ask them some questions about where they're at. Because I imagine there are some of you out there listening into this who have daughters who are either about to go off or who have just gone off to college. So I thought I would pick their brains, get into their hearts and their minds, and get a sense of what's going on for them as they face this new leg of their journey. So first of all, thank you for coming today.
0: Of course. Hi. (laughs)
1: So this is important for parents to know what's going on because sometimes their daughters may not talk to them very much. They may just be angry. They may have been sniffing at each other a lot in the last last six months. So this hopefully this will give them a better sense of what's really going on. So first question I have is, uh, so how many days before you leave?
2: Oh gosh, like six, six, I think.
1: Six?
3: I've got a while. Not till September 5th.
1: So like two weeks ish.
3: I think I have a week and a half. I'm pretty sure.
1: Okay, so anticipating the departure are you ready to shout with joy are you laughing are you happy are you nervous are you scared are you screaming are you where are you guys at emotionally looking like knowing that you're going to be taking off in a week or two
2: i am freaking out i know (laughs) that i'm prepared and that i have everything i need but just the thought of leaving and being an adult isn't something I think I'm prepared for quite yet
1: What does freaking out mean or look like?
2: Freaking out for me looks like shutting down um, Not really asking for what I need for my parents um, being snippy and Yeah, just not I kind of in denial I think mm. I Think if I just ignore it, it's not gonna happen.
1: Great strategy. Thank you. you guys, Thank you. Are you jumping for joy? Are you excited? Are you scared? Are you all those things?
3: I'm kind of the opposite of my friend here. I'm excited to go to college. I'm a little bit nervous, but I think all in the end, it's just another part of my life and becoming an adult is a big part of our future and it's going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be scary parts, but it's going to be really great.
1: And you had the advantage, you were just at your college for a week, right? Mm-hmm yes briefly I just take you know while you're there and just just briefly
3: i went to my college for the chief's camp at i'm going to missouri western that's where the chiefs train because i'm an athlete i get to run the chief's camp i had to like pick up trash but while i was there i was basically um in college without the school part i was hanging out with a bunch of new people mm. all of my teammates meeting a lot of people um doing workouts with all my friends and i really enjoyed it so it's made me realize that the only difficult part is going to be playing a sport and doing school, which makes me really excited that I'll be able to meet new people.
1: So what where, where are, you, are your feelings right now?
0: I am fe- I'm feeling really sad about, um, I feel like childhood is kind of over and that makes me really sad. I've been thinking a lot about things that i would like would do with my mom when I was little. Like, I went to Grants Farm the other day, and I was just, like, sad, because I was like, Childhood is over. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm an adult now, and everyone expects me to be an adult, and I'm not one, and I don't want to do adult things. But, I am excited to meet new friends, and to decorate my dorm, and to learn about, like, fashion, which is what I want to learn about. So, I'm excited for that. But I'm, I'm just nervous for all the, the big change, and I'm really sad that I'm going to be leaving my dog and my cat because um. I sleep with my dog every night, so that's going to be like a crazy adjustment. Yeah. So, not looking forward to that.
1: So, you guys have all been campers and camp counselors, so you've heard me talk before, I think, about touch points. Did you hear me talk about that? Touch points are times in our lives all the way through, including adulthood, where you're about to go through a big leap in development. So you think two or three year olds, the stage of autonomy and the temp, you know, temper tantrums and the terrible twos. You think five, six, seven year olds who go through a lot of fears, that's very normal. I, I always think of middle school girls, especially as they start puberty, there's a, that's a big touch point, they're about to shift a lot. And you guys are right now embarking on a huge touch point, you have been for the last year, which is going off into the world after high school. College seniors is a touch point, the months before you get married is a touch point, blah, 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 I've, I've done some, a podcast mm-hmm. on that. But so, you guys are on uh, during one of your touch points, and the, the thing about touch points is typically as you approach those big changes, people tend to fall apart. They get crabby, moody, out of sorts. They start snipping and snapping at people. You already said you were snipping at whoever at home. Uh, because you're, there's, a, there's a sense of you have one foot in the future, like I can't wait to go, but on the other hand, you may have, have another foot back in the past, like but I'm not sure. I don't have my dog with me you know i'm gonna miss my parents i gonna miss my friends so there's this push pull like i want to grow up and i don't i want to leave and i don't and out of that sense of you know push pull comes the ups and the downs with your emotions i'm guessing you guys for the last what six months or year have experienced that and if so y'all are nodding for, like yes so talk about that just for a minute so parents can kind of relate with their kids
0: So with that feeling of, like, the push-pull, I've experienced my parents being, like, strict on, like, me coming home, like, at a certain time at nighttime, and I'm like, guys, I'm going to be at college, and I will be doing whatever. And then then they get all mad, and they're like, well, we'll be tracking you and making sure you get back in your dorm at... What? Yeah, and I'm like, uh... Good luck with that. <laughs> like that's Oops, gonna I happen. Forgot my phone. <laughs> so yeah, I've just noticed that. Like they still wanna keep me as like a young kid, I guess, with my curfew, but I'm not gonna have one, like really shortly. So yeah.
1: How about you guys? Have you experienced that up down push pull?
2: I've kind of experienced that for a while now, being the youngest in my family my sisters like to think that I was a lot more spoiled than they were so I've kind of had to deal with that for a while but I have noticed more recently again like my parents telling me to be home at a certain time that's like earlier than what it used to be and I don't know if that's just because they're going to miss me or because they just want it keep
1: having that power for a little bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> <Power>. <laughs> I don't,
2: what else would I call it? Yeah. They're powerful. Control, yeah. control,
1: power, yeah. Well, one of the things about this touch point for you guys is they're going through a touch point. You two are the youngest in your family. Are I'm you, the oldest. You're the oldest. Mm-hmm. So, for parents when they're first or last or whatever, then when one of their kids leaves the nest and goes off to uh, the, uh, the house, whether it's to the army or whether it's or whatever, it's a touch point for them, right? It's also a loss for them and so most parents start anticipating that at least six months or a year before this point because they start to think oh it's your last this it's your last that your last homecoming it's your last prom it's your last whatever mother daughter event or something and so i think you have to understand that sometimes when parents are acting a little squirrely quote unquote it's also because they're going through a touch point as well that's why they sometimes get more snippy and more crabby and they start being a little bit more controlling quote-unquote um that makes sense What have you seen that in your parents how have you seen it
0: um i've seen my mom start freaking out about a bunch of things that i need to do she's like have you been checking your email have you done this you need to go buy this you need to do this and i'm like girl chill like let me <laughs> let me do my own thing
2: yeah for me i noticed it a lot with my dad setting up financial aid and everything. Um, He started the process for me. He put together like the email and I gave him what password I wanted him to use. But then I realized he never told me that information. And even though he set it up, he still felt like it was my job to get everything taken care of. So it was kind of hard to have that communication. I think that's a big thing at this time for both parents and kids is communicating and just figuring out what the other is doing and what they need you to be doing.
1: Yeah, when Kelly was when Kelly was at your stage, we were ready to go up to college and she was our oldest. I remember Ann Anne has stories about how she remembers like she was watching Oprah one day and there was somebody on there talking about You know, rapes on campus or something. And she's like, Kelly, Kelly, get in here. You need to watch this. (laughs) So she she started like pressing her about, you know, walking around campus and don't leave your drink and all this kind of stuff. And Kelly was like, I know, I got it. We've talked about it. Mm -hmm. But it was kind of like that last like sense of, are you going to be okay? Mm
3: -hmm. My dad has been really holding on to that grasp of, he's still my dad. So even when I tell him something I'm really excited about that could be a little iffy for me to tell my parents it immediately turns into a lecture. And I'm just like, can't you just be a friend for once? Like, I don't need you to be my dad right now. Cause I'm going to be doing so much in college and you're going to come home and hear about it. Like why does it have to be such a big deal? And meanwhile, when my dad is like that, my mom is the complete opposite. And she's like turning into herself and it's like, it's your last, it's your last. And like confiding yeah. with me about, Oh my gosh, what am I going to do when you're gone? When like, it's not going to be that big of a deal. We just need to all take deep breaths.
1: <laughs> so part of the emotional upheaval at this point in your life is that there's a loss that mm-hmm. happens. Your parents are experiencing a loss. And even though you'll be back, you know, for Thanksgiving or whatever, you're going to be coming back, it's still not, it's never, it will never be the same. So when you come back, you know, you're not going to be the same person who walks out the door in a few weeks. It can be great. It can be better. I mean, we love being with our adult kids. But it won't be the same. There's a, there's a sense of you need, you need to grow up and, and you're gonna grow up and you are growing up. No, you're either saying no they're not, uh, but yes, you will. And so the last part of it is the loss of what was, like, like those memories of going to Grant's Farm or going to the zoo or, or going to your schools and knowing all your friends and all that stuff. And now it's gonna be like, wow, you're leaving behind your, your support network. Like, of course you can call people, your parents are uh, there if you really need them. But, but it's different. You have to go someplace and establish a new support network. So there is a loss of a lot of things, and I think that's what some of the sadness becomes. Have you guys been sad at all?
2: Yeah, I actually cried for the first time about leaving last night. Um, I had to say bye to my four-year-old cousin. Mm. And that was really hard for me because he's an only child, so I've always kind of felt like his older sister in a way. And I know that when my older sisters left, I kind of felt like they abandoned me, and I don't want him to feel that way. Mm-hmm. So that's the biggest thing that I've ha- that I'm having a hard time with.
1: And plus, for two of you, your parents are becoming empty nesters. So that's a huge touch point for adults. Is when the last kid leaves the nest. Now all of a sudden, it's just the two of them. So that's a, that's another reason why sometimes parents are a little. Up and down with with their stuff not so much for you because you have uh, siblings at home but um tell me about uh any fears you may have what what are the things that you're most you have the most anxiety or worries or fear about
2: i have the most fear and like anxiety like you said about my academics um i'm not worried about the friends i've had to make new friends in a new school before I'm pretty outgoing, I can do that. But the academics is what has me nervous because I know I don't like school. So I'm worried that I'm going to fall behind and not have the motivation to get back on track.
3: A big thing for me along with academics is just athletics for me. My biggest fear is letting my coach down, even though I've worked really hard. Like, there's gonna be a lot of people watching me, my parents, all my club coaches, people I've played with for years, and part of me feels like if I don't perform, I'm just gonna make them disappointed. Mm.
1: How about you, any worries, any fears?
0: Kind of just the ones that I I talked about earlier, like like not having my family and my support system, Um, I guess like being there, being upset and like not knowing like who to talk to. Like not having those strong connections yet. Or never finding strong connections. I'm worried about that. Like I really want to get really close with someone because it was hard for me to do that at my school. So if I never did, then that would be upsetting.
1: (laughs) You know, I talked to, I think you've done some podcasts before with, with girls from camp who have been in college for a year or two. One of the things I I've noticed with many of them is they had a picture in their minds like, I'm going to go to college, it's going to be this big party, I'm going to be in the dorm, I'm going to be making friends for life, it's going to be so great, and I'm not saying it's not going to be that. And, some of them, it took them a while to find their people. I and mean, they had, like, go-out people, and they had, sort of, like, superficial, like we always say, all these conversation kind of friend people. And it wasn't wrong or bad, but as far as finding, like, their the people they could really count on it wasn't like for, all, for many of them, it wasn't like I found them in the first three days. Now, it could happen, it could be your roommate and blah, 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 but sometimes they, they had to sort of figure it out. And even, even girls who were in sororities sometimes, they would say, I rushed, I had my sisters and all that, but even amongst that group, it took me a little while to find out who do I really want to hold close. Does that make sense?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So I think part of, it's okay to have a picture of, of what you want it to be or what you think it's gonna be, but I think it's also it's also important Especially, and I think this is true for all you parents listening in. It's important for your daughters also to be flexible with their picture, especially in this era of COVID, because the, the, you know, the rules keep changing about distancing and masks and dorms and events and things. So I think your picture, I'm just think about the people who started college a year ago. I really feel for them because their picture got blown up. You guys are, have a, a much different picture than they had. So I guess I, I guess I'm encouraging you guys to make sure you have a flexible you're flexible to I, I have a picture of what, what I want to be, but and who knows? You know, I'm gonna have to kind of figure it out as I go. What are you guys most excited about? What are you most looking forward to?
2: Like I said, I never really enjoyed school. So I think I'm most excited to be learning about things that actually interest me. I think that's my biggest thing.
0: Definitely excited about that. Um, going to take some fashion classes and other things like that. And being like a city girl, because I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna be in Chicago, so I'm gonna get to walk around and get to see what people are wearing and just people watch, and I love to do that. Too. <laughs> That's exciting. And also, I'm going to an art school, so I'm gonna be surrounded by cool people. That know how to dress and have good taste. We're going place. to like opposite towns. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we really are. So I'm excited to meet cool people. Definitely.
3: I'm exciting. I'm excited to become more outgoing. Everybody tells me I'm an outgoing person, but I always have felt in high school I was never outgoing because I just hated everybody in my class except for like my group of friends. So my goal is not to have that mentality of like oh, I just need my group of friends, the rest of my school sucks. I want to put myself out there, join a bunch of clubs, become involved with the campus, and meet a lot of new people because if you're not being outgoing, then you're just stuck with the people around you, and that's not really fun if you don't meet new people in college.
1: Yeah. Also, that, that's a great segue because I wanted to ask you guys about um, are you open to like, really redefining who you are in a sense? Like trying things out, reinventing yourself in a sense. Because sometimes you get put in these little boxes when you're, whether it's in your family or whether in your school or whatever, and and now you're going to the big city and you're going to the little city. If you're going someplace (laughs) new where where a lot of you, like, do you know anybody where you're going? No. Right, do you know anybody? Yes. How many people, just a few?
2: Quite a few.
1: Yeah, but quite, there may be thousands of people on campus, you know a few. Right. And uh, how about you?
3: I have a whole sports team to hang out with. But you didn't know them. I know but, some of them.
1: Yeah, now you do. Cause you, well, because of your just going up there for orientations and yeah. and picking up trash for the Kansas City yeah. Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> My though is you have an opportunity, should you choose to take it, since you have no reputation yet, to say, Who, how do I want to show up? True or false, sometimes during high sc- middle school and high school, you, you didn't always show up as you totally. You were trying to figure it out and trying to blend sometimes, I mean all the time, but sometimes. So this is a chance to kind of start fresh, maybe reinvent yourself, get outside your box a little mm-hmm. bit, try new things. Have you thought about that at all?
2: Yeah, i thought about that a lot. Um, I mentioned earlier that I started a new school and I did that my sophomore year. So I was able to make new friends but I realized towards the end of my senior year that those friends I made didn't really know the real me because I wasn't putting off who I really am. So I'm excited to show people and make new friends with who I actually am now and be able to be my true self and not be ashamed of that anymore.
1: Hmm. How are you guys? Any, any thoughts about reinventing yourself, getting out of your comfort zones, trying new things?
0: I definitely thought about how I want to be perceived by other people, and with that I thought like, well, who am I in the first place? And I feel like I did a lot of um, fitting to like how, like whatever group I was going to be in, I would fit into like what that group kind of vibe was. So I would, I don't know, I would just mix in with that. So I didn't really know who I was, and I still don't really fully know exactly. Like, I have a good idea, but I don't know. I feel like things, like, change a lot. Like, things that I'm interested in change a lot. And, like, the way I want to, like, look changes a lot. So, I don't know. I guess you could call that identity, but.
1: So going to a new city and going to a new place and with all new people, it gives you a chance to say, well, I've always wanted to try this, see how that fits me. Not, not just outfits, but, but, like, things, activities. Like, you said you want to join. Some clubs or do some different things mm-hmm. one of our our camp counselors um marissa uh some of you may know her she has mm-hmm. been she has a baby so she has been around for several years but i remember she went to um, mizzou and she didn't want to do high school you know she didn't want to go to mizzou and like just hang out with the same people from high school and she had, she had been gone through some some party times when she was younger and so she was kind of done with all that so when she went through the first semester she said people were getting wasted it was she said i feel like like high school, I was so done with it. So she found um, a rock climbing club. So, and she loves the outdoors and she's really, she's a good athlete. So she would go on weekends with these groups of people and they would go to state parks and they would rappel up and down cliffs and things so that she found her tribe and did something like that. And she had never done it before. She said she learned so much about herself by being on a team and trusting each other and all that kind of stuff. Any thoughts for you? I know you're gonna be busy with your, with your sports and everything.
3: My goal is just not to get stuck within my team. Because I know a few girls Mm. last year, they definitely tried to do that. And everybody else would be like, why is she changing herself? Why would she do that? And I don't want them to feel like that towards me. And I know if I stay confident with myself and say, well, I'm doing what's best for me, then they'll be able to understand she's still trying to discover herself.
1: It's not so much you're going to change yourself. It's more like you're just going to try on some new... Try some new things. Just like, In high school sometimes you get pigeonholed or you just don't have much time. You know, you're in class all day Then you may or may not do a sport or something. You, you did sport, you did sport, you did not. <laughs> but, but anyway, so you don't have much time. But in college you have a lot of time. Because you, don't, you may only have class like an hour some days or a couple hours. and So you're not in class all day. So there is more time to try some things out if you choose. Also, I wanted to talk also just a little bit because I, I, I preach about this a lot to parents, but I, wanna, I want you to tell them what your experience is. When did you first start feeling pressure about college? When did you first start feeling pressure like I should know what I'm going to do in college or I should know what my career is, I should know what, you know what my major is? When did you first start to feel that pressure?
3: I really st- started feeling that pressure freshman year, but my thing was is I'm the opposite of the question you're asking. I knew what I was going to do, like what I wanted to do. My thing was just, I don't know what school I want to go to. And the biggest thing with lacrosse is it's not popular. Well, I play lacrosse. I should start with that. I play lacrosse at a D2 school and there's not really any D2 schools that are willing to give me money to come play for them. So for me, going picking out a school was really stressful because there wasn't many options. And mm. the one school I toured, I wasn't really a big fan of. It was a party school and I didn't feel comfortable going there, but I felt that pigeon of like, well, this is my only option and I want to play sport. And then finally, when my the school I'm going to popped up, it was like perfect timing for me to go there. And I'm thankful it popped up then so I would be able to go there.
1: So it was freshman year in high school for you. Yes. How about you two?
2: Um, for me, it really started junior year. Um, The beginning of high school I was very much in denial. I always joked that I was going to take a gap decade (laughs) because I just, I don't like school. I don't think I'm good at it. That's something I've had to get over. But yeah, it really started for me junior year. And then figuring out my major was a big thing for me. Um, I realized early on that I wanted to make a difference but I didn't know how, and I didn't know how I wanted to touch people or, you know, just make a difference in the world. So personally, I had to kind of dial it down and say to myself at least, you know, making a difference in one person being a teacher, making a difference in just one person in the classroom that can help several people so it's kind of yeah I just had to figure out how I can make a difference and yeah
0: I started thinking about like college and my life I guess from a young age like very young I was like I gotta do well in school, because if I don't do well in school, then I'm not going to get into a good college. If I don't get into a good college, then <laughs> I'm not going to get a good job. If I don't get a job, I'm going to be poor. And if I'm poor, I'm going to be unhappy and die. So, <laughs> basically, from a young Learned age, well. <laughs> yeah, I would just smile. Like how
1: young? Like, like, grade school?
0: I don't know about grade school, but probably, like, middle school, and then definitely high school, and that's definitely quieted down. I feel like that... I stopped thinking in that spiral mentality my freshman year, thanks to therapy. (laughs) Mm. But I I think maybe probably as a kid too, because I've I've always been like, I've always cared about my grades for the most part. Mm. Um, But thinking more specifically on college, not just my entire life and how it may plummet, but um, college, um, I didn't know what college even was. I was like, what is college? And because I I knew it was a school, but it's like a big school and like, it's all, it's not connected. I was used to like elementary school kids, like we all stay in one school. So I was like, what the heck is college? So what was the question? (laughs) (laughs) I genuinely don't remember now.
1: (laughs) The question was about what was the
0: question? <laughs> uh, when did you start thinking
1: about it? or feeling pressure about oh, feeling your pressure career, about... your your major, oh. going to college, and all that. So, you, yeah. said, you said when you were a little kid, you were already starting to think about You had this mantra about if I don't get good grades, am I going to get to college? I'm going go to get good college, blah, 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 all that, and be a bum in the street. Exactly. And
0: then die. That. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, some more? of you,
1: I'm not sure if if, 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 if if some of you guys have been in the last year to uh, the weekend retreat this spring, and also this summer, with the with the younger meaning like fourth, fifth kind of graders. and I'm, I'm not sure if you remember this. I do clearly. We uh, a bunch of them were saying how stressed they were, and so we said, "So what are you also worried and stressed about?" And you remember what they said? College, they said college. college and their career. These so are 4th and 5th graders, so, that's, so I, I've been telling parents that it usually starts sometime in 7th, 8th grade in, in the last 10 years or so. Because mm-hmm. the high school counselors start pounding on them, you know, well, what classes you should take when you're a freshman in high school. Because if you're going to be an accountant, you should be taking algebra 2, you know, all this. But now it's filtering down. and It wasn't just one kid or one group. It was two groups in the last year of mm-hmm. grade schools that have been talking about that. And also a school that Ann and I worked at this year, they also were worried about that. So I, it, it pains me that kids that young are already being hammered about about grades and, and their future in college when they're like, what, 10 years old, 8, 10, 12. Even in middle school, it's so early for them to be, to be worried about that. Um, next question. Have you, will you, do you want to set boundaries with people in your lives about things? Like you mentioned before, that 360, is that was called? Back 60. Like 360. Back 360. Oh, that's that's. So, <laughs> I don't like that. There's there's there are several apps, right, where they can follow you around. Basically, yeah. it's in your phone, I assume, right? Yeah, Chip on. or something. And yeah, I've talked to a lot of girls, women like you guys, where their parents are gonna k- keep having that into college years, which, which is to me um, disturbing because I mean, you go away to go away, you can start taking care of yourselves and problem solve for yourselves and having some room to breathe and stretch and grow and all that. I think it makes it a little harder for you guys if they're if you know they're going to be quote unquote following you around and knowing where you're at Mm -hmm. but true or not true
3: i think it's true um i've kind of already set a boundary with my mom about that i actually went to a tournament recently as a coach and my mom did not text me for the whole weekend and instead of like her worrying about me it was me realizing that she wasn't texting me in that oh my gosh, she's going to abandon me, what's going to happen in college. And little did I know, she was texting me, it just wasn't going through. But that made me realize, like, I do want to talk to my mom in college, and I shouldn't just shun her out, and I've created this idea that we should at least try and talk or call once a week. I've also created this boundary of my mom can ask me what I'm doing in college, but um, one thing I've done is I put her on a private story, what, like, teenagers have, and... Yeah, I put on my private story so she can see what I'm doing and know that I'm not doing horrible things. It's just like stupid little goofy stuff that I think is really fun. Mm -hmm. So I think creating that boundary allows my mom to see what I'm doing and not stress about what's going on. I've also set the boundary
2: with my parents. We have something like Life360. It's called Find My Friends. Um, It's not quite as intrusive. But I've told them, I was like, you guys can, we call it stalking. I was like, yeah. You guys can stalk my location. You guys can do that. Just please don't text me about it. If I need you, I will let you know. Um, and that was another big thing with my academics. They've always been, well, as long as you do your best, it's okay with us. But then through COVID, I wasn't doing my best. And that's when they started putting the pressure on me again. And now they're starting to say, like, okay, well, how are you going to write down all of your assignments? How are you going to know when this is due and this and this and this? And I've had to say to them, like, guys, you just have to trust me. I need to figure this out for myself. I love that you guys are giving me the strategies that you used, but we're different people. We learn differently. So I need to figure it out for myself. And if I ever need you, I know that I can come to you and ask those questions. So that's the boundaries that I've set with my parents.
1: That sounds so mature, didn't it? <laughs> I agree. How about you? Have you set any boundaries yet? Or are you going to?
0: Uh, I deleted that, the like 360 out. I said, oops. I, I said, ooh. I just said, no, I'm deleting it. And then my mom was like, uh, get it back. I bought it. And I was like, uh, no. <laughs> and then I never did. And so Instead, I just shared my location on text messages, which is, like, way less intrusive. So she could see if she went and looked, but...
1: What do you you mean by that?
0: She can see where I am. Like, you're
1: texting her, like, I'm going to a party?
0: No. Like, you can send your, like, location over text message, and then, like, they can, like, go to your name, and then, like, under, like, your contact, it'll show where they are. But um, they can't see how fast you're going. Or like
2: if your phone's
1: <laughs> dying, yeah. How does yeah. it feel? I, it's so different. When I went to college, I was in a dorm, just boys, no girls. And I don't know how many people were in the dorm, like 200 or something. And we had one payphone. No phones in our rooms, just one payphone. So I would call home like once a semester. Well, <laughs> no, that's not true, twice. My birthday is in October. They would call me my birthday, or I would call them. And then I'd call them the day before I was leaving to go home. I went to college in San Antonio, Texas, I'd say, I'm driving home with these people. I'll be home like tomorrow sometime. Okay, click, that was it. But you guys, I wonder how it feels to be 18 and as mature as you guys are and feel like you have to keep letting them know, I'm going here, here's where I'm at. I I need to text you, blah, blah, blah. What does it feel like to be your age and and have your parents still kind of monitoring you?
2: For me, I'm kind of okay with it. It's also, I think, a security thing for me, having my parents know where I am. So I would always text them like, okay, I'm leaving school. Like I just got home. So I'm kind of used to it that way. But it is kind of weird knowing that, you know, I am going to be living on my own. I don't need you guys to be watching over me all the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I get that you all are used to it. And I, I get that there's been these unwritten or written rules when you get your phone that... If we're going to get you a phone, then that means that if we call you or text you, if we don't hear from you within five minutes, the police will be <laughs> <the> <laughs> police will, will, will be after you. you know so it's kind of like we expect an immediate response. So I'm wondering if you set that boundary. I remember our son our youngest son went to college and he, he's 32, so that was uh, 14 years ago.
3: Yeah.
1: I, thank you. And I remember, um, remember and would, would like text him like he wouldn't respond for several days. And so, and she was like, well, you, you know, you need to respond." and she, he was like, I, I don't look at my, first of all, he's a boy. And this sounds terrible, but you know, he didn't look at his phone all the time. He wasn't like doing all that. And so he said, I'll, I'll text you back and blah, 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 So we ended up making an agreement, like I think you said you were going to we, we would talk every week or two on a, on a Sunday. We'd just talk and chat, he'd update us. Sometimes we would do it, sometimes we wouldn't. But I think he had a set of bugs, like I'm not gonna respond to your text. And so it doesn't mean I don't love you, it doesn't mean I'm doing anything wild, it just means I'm 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 in Arizona. I don't you know yeah. I'm growing up, I want to be able to sort of do my own thing. So I don't know if you all are gonna set boundaries like that. Like I'm not gonna respond immediately.
3: Yeah, my parents would say stuff or my parents would always say to me, like, how could you not respond to me? You're always on your phone, da da da. da when it's like you're hanging out with people, you're not on your phone. So I tried to tell my mom that and she kind of understood, so I told her, if I don't respond within an hour, call me, and then after that, um, just call me again. Then you can start like texting me a bunch and getting mad at me, but you have to give me an hour and a phone call, and if that doesn't work, then you can freak out. But by then, I'd usually respond, because I would look at my phone.
2: Um, for me, I have, I have two other sisters. They're both older than me, and we talk and text every day not on purpose. It's just what we do as sisters. So my mom's kind of gotten into the routine where like if she doesn't hear from one of us for like a day or two, she'll just text the sisters and be like, Hey, is this one still alive? Like, (laughs) is she okay? Have you heard from her? So most of the time we just communicate to our mom through our sisters. That's the easiest way. Yeah.
1: Last thing I think, I just, I'm curious about, you guys have done a lot of personal growth in the last bunch of years since I've known you. So I'm wondering, what have you learned, if anything, that you're gonna take to college? Self-care kind of things. Because it's it's a time of uncertainty. It's it's a time of change. There's some ups and downs with going someplace new. There's some excitement and all that. But you also talked about some sadness, some fears. I'm curious about, have you, Thought ahead about these are some things I'm going to do to make sure I stay on top of my my emotional life
3: A really easy thing that I do is I try to meditate every night So if I am anxious about something, I'm really scared I always make sure it leaves my mind before I go to sleep because otherwise it invades your dreams It invades every part of your night So I always try and go for that and if I feel anxious I always journal and a big thing for me is just separating myself. When I'm in a mood and I don't wanna to talk to people, I like to isolate myself and I'll tell my parents like, don't text me, I gotta to go to a park and journal or just take 10 minutes for myself and then I'll come back home. That's a really big thing I try and do. Yeah, I'm also like that, I need alone time.
2: And I, that was something I was worried about about going to college is like, I'm gonna have a roommate. Am I gonna have any alone time? like you know am I gonna be able to calm down by myself so I've already set a goal to like in the first week that I'm on campus try and find a place that I'm comfortable to go and just hang out by myself listen to some music read a book I don't journal I probably should but yeah just doing those things that help me calm down and being by myself
0: one thing I've definitely taken from camp is deep breathing. Um, sometimes when I get anxious, uh, deep breathing helps. Like the other day I was in the hospital, and so I was like, I was literally hyperventilating and my teeth were chattering together because yeah. I was freaking out so much. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, what would Tim tell me to do? <laughs> so I started doing some deep breathing and some little mindfulness things, and...
1: I stopped freaking out. So, <laughs> probably that. Yeah.
0: And, and stop
2: eating
1: nuts. <laughs> <laughs> it it wasn't, wasn't her fault. fault. I <laughs> was so poisoned. So, <laughs> I think what you said is important. I think if you don't make it important, it may not happen because it's you're going to be in a dorm, right? All of you are going to be in dorms. There's going to be hundreds of people. It's fun. Well, There's people all around, right? There's always people coming in out of your room. Just, it's awesome. That's one of the great things about Colleges, there's always somebody to, to go hang out with, there's somebody to go work out with, or someone to whatever with. That's that's the good thing. The bad thing is sometimes it can it can become hard to have that alone time unless you unless you create a spot. So I would I would that's I would make it really important that once you get there that you start looking around for where can I go to be alone. Uh, some dorms have rooms like quiet rooms. Um, I, I remember I went to college. Um, there was like a, a chapel on campus, so I would go in there not to do like religious things so much. We just like to have alone time. And also, we used to walk a lot at night. I don't know why, but we used to walk around campus like at 10, 11 o'clock at night. There's something that was calming about.
0: We just, can't do that. That's not safe. We can't do that.
3: Well, if you were the group, you could. <laughs> yeah. I did it when I was on campus last week. We went on a walk at like 10:30. It was really nice. Yeah. Okay. If you're the group,
1: you can do yeah. it. Right now. Yeah. 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 We'll, I'll just have my pepper with Alcatraz me. I'll get or Have <laughs> <are> you, <laughs> <doing laughs> you heard the sound in going? But, uh, People okay. in Chicago
0: are crazy. <laughs> I'm going to freaking Cape Girardeau.
1: So, so for parents who are <laughs> listening to this, I would, sure, I, I would, so. I would sit down with your daughter or son, for that matter, and I would talk about these things. I would ask them. Uh, what their vision is about what their year is going to be. I would t- talk to them about how they've been feeling, the, the highs and the lows, the ups and the downs, just so, because those feelings are normal and they only cause a problem if you don't express them. You just stuff them or are shut down from them. They build and then all of a sudden it leaks out as anger and sleeping problems and anxiety and all kinds of things. And it doesn't need to be. They're just normal feelings that happen when you're going through a touch point. So I would encourage them, encourage you to listen to them. I also would encourage you, moms and dads, to also express your emotions. You're going through a touch point as well. There's a feeling of loss, sadness, excitement, all kinds of things, worries, that sometimes comes out as being overly protective those last few weeks, like you all described. So I'd rather it come out as just people being honest about what's going on. I would I would sit down with your daughter and and, and make sure you have some some uh, good win-win boundaries that you set with each other about communicating with each other, how you're gonna communicate with each other. Um, maybe your daughters can let you know how they're gonna uh, what they'll do. Like, kind of like what you said. If I need you, I know yeah. you're there. So, But let me kind of be in charge of of that part so that I don't feel like I'm being micromanaged still, you know, I'm like two hours away. Um, and I also would, um, if you have a daughter right now who's a, in middle school or high school, and you're listening to this, which a lot of you are and a lot of you have, I'd be very sensitive to not pounding them about college when they're in eighth grade or when they're in grade school. To not, 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 you were talking about that whole line of thinking of, well, if I don't get a good grades, I'm not gonna go to a good high school. I won't going go to college. I won't be able to get a good job. I am I won't be able to make money. I'll be poor I'll, and I'm gonna die. Um, so I don't want your kids, they, they're absorbing that. They're absorbing it from all different places. I, I want you to be the voice of reason that says, you know, we'll, we'll get to that along the way. Your job right now is to grow up, go to school, learn how to study, learn how to learn. Have fun, play play lacrosse, um, etc. you be in theater. You're a theater girl, aren't you? Yeah. So um you're too. That's right. We have two theater kids here. Wow. Whoa. That's interesting. <laughs> and also and talk to your daughters before you leave about what are they what's their plans for self care. And that may, may not be something that they're thinking about, but I think it's good to think ahead to make it important so that they actually do that. So I hope that was helpful. To hear it from not your daughter, but from young women who are maybe going through the same thing that your son or your daughter is going through right now, which is anticipating leaving very soon for college. Um, also, if you have if you have daughters who are in, in high school, to, to start thinking in terms of how can I prepare them to start taking responsibility for themselves? How can I how can I help them to become more self-motivated, and so you don't wait until the last second? I remember when my, my daughter my daughter went to college, and she actually went through what college you're going to. We went down there for an orientation, like a month before school or something. I remember the dean of students or somebody who was giving a talk to to the parents and and, the, and our kids together. And he said something which disturbed me a little bit. He said, he said, no, he said, this is this. He said, parents, this is a time where I want you to start letting go, because we're gonna have your your sons and daughters leave right now. They're gonna go to this room. They're gonna pick their own classes. We're going to have guards at the door. And you kind of laughed. We're not going to let you in because we want them to pick their own schedule. It's time to let go. And I thought to myself a couple things. Number one was, if you're starting to let go right now, you're in trouble. You're not in trouble, but your daughter's or your son is in trouble. That should have started when they were babies and in, and in grade school and middle school and high school. It's hard to just sort of let go all of a sudden if you haven't given them the tools. So if your daughter is in grade school, middle school, high school, now start letting go. Letting go of of control, letting go of motivating them and solving all their problems so that they can develop the skills so they can be successful when they go off into the world. If you like these podcasts, first of all, listen to it with your daughter. This would be a good one probably to listen to so she can hear some some young women who are around her age talking about their experience. that She might be able to connect and therefore a conversation gets started. And you need to have lots of conversations with your daughter this year if she's a senior in high school about what's coming and how you're feeling and all those kinds of things. Um, I'll be back here in a couple weeks with another podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Thanks for passing them on. If you have comments, questions, uh, just go to our website. You can can get a hold of me. Um, I will see you back here in, in a week.